in any community, a local beer store or brewery, it just kind of serves as a watering hole where people want to come and the support and the growth and the camaraderie that we have here just really factors into how successful we've been. So if nothing else, it's just so important to get involved in your local community. I'm Patrick Pacheco, and you're listening to season four of In Good Companies from Cadence Bank, the podcast where we have your best interest at heart. Because at Cadence, we're much more than a provider of financial services. We're a lifetime advocate, driven by your success. Ah, a good pint. It's smooth foam, it's amber robe. You just can't tap it. Uh, Excuse me, top it. Seriously, though, in business, you can't. In 2023, beer is the most popular alcoholic drink in the U.S. Its market is worth $74 billion, and an increasing number of businesses are taking to the keg. A recent article by The Conversation reports that in six years, American craft breweries have doubled in numbers. And that's because craft beer represents two things, a labor of love and a product that fosters community. Today's guest will tell you just as much. My name is Caitlin Cresson, owner of Fallline Brewing Company. And I'm Nate Cresson. I'm also a co-owner in Fallline Brewing Company. Caitlin and Nate Cresson are partners in business and in life. Together, they've built three craft beer establishments in their beloved city of Macon, Georgia. Today, the pair runs Just Tapped, a lively taproom and restaurant, and Fallline Brewery, a space where they brew in-house and host local events. From opening their first store to distributing beer across the entire state, they have shown what the heart of Georgia is really about. In this episode, the Crescents tell us how all their craft beer dreams came true. Buckle in for a story of love and local business. So let's talk a little about the origins of Fallline Brewery. So Nate, you're the one who first got into brewing. Tell us about that journey and you know, maybe some early attempts. Was Did it always come out perfect from day one or... It did not. It actually, it, far from perfect, far from perfect. So, you know, I actually opened Just Tapped in, in Macon with my, with my mom and dad. We saw a need in, in craft beer and there was no other craft beer in downtown Macon. And this was in 2014, 2013. So it's come a long way. Now there's craft beer everywhere. So a, a lot has changed in these last nine years. But some of my earliest memories in brewing after we got, you know, just tapped up off the ground is going home and, and, you know, getting those Mr. Beer kits or some of these other brewery kits or beer kits and brewing them on the stove. I mean, just completely destroying the kitchen and trying to make these different batches of beers. I mean, you think mad scientist, it is kind of like that. It's a lot like cooking and we'll touch on that later. But, you know, it's you throw a lot of different ingredients together and you see what works and you learn every time you do something. I remember, you know, you have to, after you make the beer, you've got to ferment it and you ferment it in these little buckets. And we had it in the living room of the house and the fermentation just took off and it blew the lid off the bucket overnight and there was beer everywhere. So we definitely started fermenting, you know, in, in, in closed spaces uh, from then on, trying to contain it a little bit more. So that was kind of one of our earliest, <laughs> earliest mishap experiences. Uh, but from there, it just kind of evolved. We started using, you know, full grain and then we decided to, hey, we sell a lot of beer. We know a lot about beer. We're home brewing. Let's take the next step. Let's take it professionally and make a business out of it. So uh, that's really where the, the early concepts of Fall Line came from, is that that was kind of the natural next step. In business or in love, it's all about finding your match. A partner is someone who balances you out, 
and complements your skills. Someone who will help you see the possibilities. Luckily for Nate and Caitlin, it was hops and water, a natural fit. So he and his parents opened Just Tapped in 2014, and uh, that was in September, and Nate and I met a month later. So I was definitely there in the early stages of trying to figure out, you know, what it means to be a business owner in Macon and how that works and what the relationships are and things like that. And my, again, expertise come in with event planning and programming. And so that Christmas, I threw an event for Just Tapped. So it was really just a very natural fit. So we ended up getting married in May of 2016, but all the while we were planning what our next venture was going to be. We knew that we were going to uh, open a business together and that Just Tapped was not it for us. So we started planning and started traveling and kind of taking inspiration from other businesses that we enjoyed and liked our experience at all across the country. And we opened a business that is called Okmulgee Brewpub. We got the keys to that building to start construction the day after our wedding. Um, So we got married on a Sunday, and that Monday we went and picked up the keys and started construction. Um, (laughs) That's quite the honeymoon you you, you threw there. (laughs) That was our honeymoon. Um, So we really hit the ground running in December of 2016. We opened Okmulgee Brew Pub, and that was really our first venture together. We love that business and it provided us with a lot of great opportunities. We had so many people in the local market asking us what local beer was available. And at the time there really just wasn't anything. So we decided to open a brewery, but we were a little nervous that the market in our area maybe couldn't handle complete brewery. It needed to have some food aspect to it. So our projections were that we were going to do about 75% in beer and 25% in food. And so that food was what was going to get them there, but the beer was going to keep them there. And we were very wrong. We got it absolutely (laughs) backwards. Uh, So we ended up doing about 75% of our revenue in food and 25% in beer. So Um, It was a happy accident that provided us with a lot of opportunities, and we were able to leverage those opportunities in order to open Fall Line, which was our ultimate goal of owning a brewery and event space that was primarily brewery focused and a little less on the restaurant and food side. So in August of this year, we sold Okmulgee Brew Pub to um, a restaurant group, and it was a great move for us. So that was definitely a learning experience in and of itself, for sure. Great. So you you were married and made this conscious decision to start a business together. Was that a tough decision? I, there's got to be a little bit of gnashing of teeth there as to, boy, we're with each other all the time. Now we're going to be with each other really all the time. All the time. It, it is challenging. I mean, it's we've been married for seven years and we've we've run businesses that the entire time that we've known each other and been married. So it's definitely challenging to figure it out. But I mean, we we say all the time, every day when we get home, hey. We wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, being able to run a business, operate a business, open a business with your best friend is the dream, right? And, and yeah, we definitely butt heads on certain things. You know, those first couple of years, we're definitely trying to figure out where, where are our roles in the business. It took us a long time and we're still figuring it out, but that's where I feel like we've come a long way and done so well recently in the last couple of years with Fall Line is... You know, we really have our roles and then we pick each other's brains and make it work. And then, of course, we're always talking together on different ventures um, and what's next. 
In business, the Crescents have brewed up a strategy. To sum it up in two words, divide and conquer. My day really consists of a lot of PR, marketing, communications, community outreach, uh, lots of meetings, and lots of kind of big picture planning and trying to keep an ear to the ground in terms of what's going on around us and how we can capitalize on that. Um, versus Nate's day looks a lot different. Yeah, so my day is more on the, the management operations side. So um, I get to be involved in the many different teams that we have. We've got a lot of different revenue streams, which makes makes it so that we need a large team with the venue, with distribution, with the taproom sales, and everything that we're doing. So I get to work really closely with all those managers and uh, kind of do KPIs, financials, um, different business planning, uh, efficiencies, procedures, all of that, all that fun stuff. So I have my hands in a little bit of everything in, in the business. You know, family-owned businesses are very hands-on, so you're around each other all the time, and it's the, the person you're close to at home life. How do you draw the line or is there a line between work and home? Yeah, um, I think Nate mentioned it's definitely been a process. So when we first got started, you know, there would be an argument at work and it would carry over at home and uh, an argument at home would carry over at work. And that's not fun for us. And that's not fun for anybody we work with. So trying to compartmentalize those things has uh, definitely been a learning curve. But something that really helps is that we have a scheduled weekly meeting with each other. And that sounds weird to meet with your spouse, but it's really a time where we focus completely on work and catch up with what we need from each other at work. So we'll sit down and touch base on what it is that each other's working on that week. And then we have a better idea of what our to-do lists are, our action items. And because we're moving so quickly and our days are just jam-packed full of all kinds of craziness, we really take advantage of that time to have each other's undivided attention, make sure we're on the same page. And then that way, when we get home, we can really just focus on home and be together. Do you guys check each other if, if it's a nice home night and all of a sudden it starts to drift into business? Do you kind of put a check on each other or does it fall into that occasionally? I think it's always a balance of like of asking each other where you're at. So it doesn't mean that we can't talk about business at home as long as we're both in that headspace and we both feel comfortable. But we're both very quick to make sure that the other person wants to talk about work. And if they do, then great. It's our passion. It's something that we want to continue to grow and talk about. But if one of us is feeling really overwhelmed and just really wants to decompress and stop thinking about work, we'll make sure that we're respectful of that too. So what are, what are the best parts about working together? I think it's the growth opportunities for me. I really enjoy just dreaming together and thinking about what could be. And, um, you know, I think in 2016 and 2014, when we first met and we just had just tapped and we were dreaming of opening Okmulgee Brew Pub. And then we opened that and we started dreaming of opening Fall Line. And all of those dreams have really become a reality. And Another thing that makes us different from each other, but also uh, really great partners is that I am very risk averse. So I uh, would probably not be in this position without him. I don't like to take risks. I like to make very calculated decisions. 
I appreciate his ability to take risks and his ability to really kind of fearlessly go into something and say, yes, we can do this. I know that we can. That encourages me a lot in everything that I do. Um, And then I would like to think that you would also appreciate that sometimes I don't let you take the really risky risks. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And they're calculated risks, right? And that's why it's great to work together on those things because Caitlin's got a totally different perspective on something that maybe I didn't think about or vice versa. And, you know, when we take some of these risks, they're very calculated, they're very thought through. And, and then we jump in together and go, hey, we're going to make this work. And we know that it can work. And Nate, what's the hardest part about working together? <laughs> you, gave, you gave me that one, huh? <laughs> Guy that didn't plan a honeymoon. I'm going to see how you, <laughs> what your deal is on the hardest part. <laughs> that was a stressful honeymoon. That was a stressful honeymoon. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, just like Caitlin was saying, it's compartmentalizing. It's, uh, it's very hard to separate work from personal because work never stops when you own your own business. We're going to get calls. We're going to get texts all night long. And having cell phones these days, you can't get away from it, right? So it is very difficult to separate those things. And just like Caitlin was saying, we have planned meetings in the, in the middle of the week or the beginning of the week. We do the same thing for our personal lives. We have a planned date night, right? And we stick to that every single week. We have a planned coffee date early in the mornings just to kind of de- decompress, start our day. We make sure that we make time for our personal life and, and, our, and our relationship to grow. A good partnership will not only get your business off the ground, it will stand the trials of time. For Nate and Caitlin, the big test came in March 2020. Yep, you know what I'm talking about. We were all thrown off by the pandemic. But for the Crescents, let's just say it was very bad timing. We opened our doors at Line on March 10th. So six days later, March 16th, we had to close back down. It was definitely um, difficult and scary and nerve wracking. We weren't sure what was going to happen or, you know, what that meant for us. For six days, we were kind of doing our soft open and things were going great. And there was this looming, you know, what's going to happen. And then we had to close down and we weren't quite finished with construction yet. Our event venue wasn't quite done. Um, No one was having events, so that didn't matter all that much. But it did allow us a little bit of extra time to focus on construction, finish the event venue, finish our outdoor space so that when things did open back up, we had this really nice outdoor grassy area where People could come and spread out and enjoy themselves. We did a little kind of like beer to go drive through situation outside of our brewery. So people would drive up and roll their window down in front of our garage door and we would hand them beer through the window and they would pay with tap and pay and keep on driving. In the face of a setback, go big or go home. Or in this case, go big and bring your beer to everybody's doorstep. Something that we would never have expected and honestly wouldn't have been able to do otherwise was really focus on distribution. So when we first got started, our distributor contacted us and, you know, we went through this really lengthy marketing plan and kind of strategic distribution plan to saturate the local market before we expanded out into the rest of the state to make sure that we really had our sea legs. We're putting out a product that we believed in kind of worked out all of the kinks before going into some some bigger areas in the state. And uh, as soon as COVID hit and we had to close our doors, our distributor called us and said, 
Remember all that stuff we talked about? Toss it out the window, <laughs> crumple it up, throw it away, pretend that never happened. I will sell your beer to anyone who will buy it. And so he opened up our products to the entire state and it really helped get our foot in the door. I mean, what were you doing during COVID, right? Going to the package store, grabbing your beer and going home and drinking it, you know, with your family and not, you know, not with other people, not out at bars and restaurants. And so we had a lot of people buy our beer in package and that really helped with our brand recognition because they had that can that had our logo and our name on it. And it was definitely sort of a blessing in disguise. So I thought I had it rough because I lost two days of skiing when they closed the ski resort. So I think I'm going to stop complaining about that after I hear six days <laughs> open and then you're having to restructure everything. So how, how are you guys doing today? I mean, it's uh, you change your strategy, you've, everything changed up. Now we're back to normal. How's the brewery doing today? Yeah, so in our first, in our first year after COVID, operationally, it was, it was challenging because we had packaged all of this beer into kegs that was unsellable you know, come March 15th or 16th. So we ended up actually hooking up our kegs to the canning line. So like Caitlin said, we opened up the entire state of Georgia, sold our products to whoever would buy it. Package was the primary source there. I mean, you're not doing many, many keg sales at that time until later that year. So we were just canning, canning, canning to try to keep up with demand. And that first year we hit over 600 accounts, which for COVID, we felt really good about. Going into the next year, second year of sales, yeah, we were over 1,400. And now, you know, I just ran a report. We're over 2,500 as of this year, and it's growing. We partner with a, um, a statewide distributor called Savannah Distributing. Um, they have a lot of other big brands, Tito's, Vodka being probably the most notable. We send all of our beer once a week up to Atlanta into their warehouse, and then they distribute it all over the state of Georgia. So we're in bars, restaurants, package stores, grocery stores all over the state. So a lot of very unique places all over the state of Georgia are selling both package and kegs. Kegs are back now. And then the, the event venue has been has been really rocking and rolling. And that's that's helped us along the way in diversifying some of our revenue streams. And it gets 300 people here for, say, a, a wedding, for example, that wouldn't normally maybe drink craft beer or know what Fall Line is altogether. And maybe they fall in love with Fall Line Lager and that's their go-to product. And they're living in Atlanta and now they're buying it at their local package store. So love how we diversified the, the revenue streams, but it's been good. Financial and life journeys are as different as the people who embark on them. Reaching your goals takes guidance and making the right moves. Helping you get there is what we do best. Visit CadenceBank.com to find out why Cadence is the bank for you. Cadence Bank, member FDIC. So how do you make good beer? Now, what's the brewing process like? Yeah, so Caitlin's got a great analogy. It's like cooking, right? So if you're having guests over, you're going to keep those guests in mind and go, what do my guests drink or what do my guests eat, right? And you're brewing for those customers, for your clientele who are coming into the tap room every day, or you're brewing for distribution for the entire state of Georgia, what's popular in Atlanta, what's popular in Savannah, what's popular in Columbus. So either you're having guests over or you're brewing for yourself. And a, and a lot of those pilot batches, that's just that. We look and see what kind of ingredients we have in the cooler. And we go, man, we've never tried this before. Let's whip this up and see what happens. And hopefully we don't blow up the living room, right? You know, it's a lot like cooking in that way. And fortunately, we had a lot of experiences at Just Tapped and Okmulgee Brew Pub to help us identify what our customers are looking for, right? And that's, that's why those stepping stones were so important into our success at Fall Line. We knew what our local customers were looking for. We knew it was popular around the state. 
And we were able to adapt and create products that people really like. Brewing a good brew only requires three things. An idea of what your clients like, a dash of creativity, and of course, something to keep it all together. Consistency. Sometimes you are just winging it and you're throwing, you know, 50 pounds of Skittles into the batch of beer and, and we're going to see what happens, right? And, and see if we can taste that rainbow that they keep talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of times you really don't know how it's going to turn out. And there's so many variables between all of the different malts you use and the hops you use and the yeast you use. There's millions and millions of combinations. When we're just making something for the tap room, we're, we're just going to throw it in there, see what happens. And if people really like it, we'll tweak it and then we'll make it on a larger batch, right? But consistency is key, right? Especially on our flagships. For our mainstays, for our seasonals, it's so important to be consistent because when you grab that product off the shelf, you want to know what that tastes like. If you already have drank it and, and that's your go-to product, you want it to be the same every time. So we, we have a brewing software that we use to digitally keep all of our recipes and, uh, and, and maintain all those recipes for us. In more ways than one, craft beer and business work the same. You try to be diligent, you want to predict the outcomes, but part of it is just up in the air. And that's why being an entrepreneur is not easy. Luckily for Caitlin and Nate, that's basically their DNA. My parents work together and own their own business and have done that their whole lives. And so have Nate's parents. So Nate's parents owned and operated multiple businesses. His mom was primarily the bookkeeper and his dad was more on the operations side. And then my parents work day in and day out in a restaurant together where they have shared responsibilities, but spend a lot of time together. And I always looked up to them because they worked really hard, but they made time for our family. And that always came first. And so we got to do a lot of great things growing up and spend a lot of time together because of how hard they worked together in their business. So you actually had a really great model kind of set out for you guys to start. How did you decide who to bring in and when to start bringing people in? Yeah, so we, I mean, team is, team is everything, right? There's too many moving parts to be able to, to do this by yourself. So you've got to have a great team. And, and when you're in a ownership or leadership or management role, you definitely don't have to know it all. And a lot of people, I think, have that mentality of somebody asked me a question, I have to know the answer uh, or I look stupid or, or incapable. And that's just not true. You've, you've just got to be able to utilize your resources the, to the best of your ability and put the right people in the right places. So team is everything to us. We've got our event team, our production team, distribution team, We've got our taproom team and operations team, um, and then just tapped, you know, fully operations team as well. So we've got a lot of different management and leadership in, in, uh, within our company, and they're all very good at what they do. The label of every can of Fall Line beer reminds you where it's from. Macon, the heart of Georgia. And that right there is the work of Caitlin Crescent. Community engagement is what she does best. So I am from Macon, born and raised. I went to school here, K through 12. I graduated and I stayed local and I stayed close to home, but I got so integrated into my local community that I'm just really grateful for that experience. So I worked for an organization called the College Hill Alliance. And during my time there, I was in charge of 
hosting community events and programming and just really making people fall in love with Macon and wanting to stay here. And I loved it so much. And we still get to do that in our jobs now. And that's one of the best parts about it is I get to host these really fun events that people fall in love with. And they associate that with Macon and their experience here. And that's really the best part about my job. So what kind of events do you guys put on maybe to foster that community engagement? Our largest event that we do is the Just Tapped Craft Beer Festival. It is a free and open to the public beer festival. You can buy a tasting ticket and you can go around. We'll have 40 different breweries with at least two beers at each tent. So over 80 different beers for you to be able to try samples of. And so that's really fun. But if you want to just go into Just Tapped and buy a pint of beer and come out and listen to the music and play yard games and hang out and enjoy the atmosphere, you can do that too. You're kind of a story of community and craft beer put together. What kind of impact do you feel like you have on the local economy? I think that in any community, a local beer store or brewery, it just kind of serves as a a watering hole where people want to come and it's a very communal and welcoming atmosphere and people can really rally behind it. And when something like that pops up and it draws so many people that spurs more economic development around it. And all of our businesses that we've opened, we've kind of started on streets in our urban core that aren't as occupied, I guess you could say. So a little bit more off the beaten path. And what we've noticed is that once we open our business on that street, other businesses follow and they're more sustainable because we're there and we are more sustainable because they're there. We love it when local organizations reach out to us and ask us to partner with them or help them make their dreams a reality. We've got a lot of infrastructure to be able to do so. And uh, that's really important to us. We can feed off of each other and, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. So as long as they're doing well, we're doing well and vice versa. That's great. I guess you work with the public sector then in, in helping that prevail. Definitely. Those public-private partnerships are just so important for driving economic growth. It helps to be involved with our local government to understand what's going on around us so that we can plan accordingly, but also step in where we can and be able to help. We have investors from you know all across the country coming in to look at Macon, and whenever we hear of them coming to town, we want to make sure that they have the best experience possible, so we always try to lend a hand and, and help out. So you're definitely championing Macon beyond its borders. It's got to feel good for you being from Macon to to feel like you're having a positive impact on on community. Absolutely. Everything that we do, we brand with Proudly Brewed in Macon, Georgia. And what that means for us is one puts the word Macon in their ears so that they hear it and they know. And while they might not have been there, they can look it up and they can make a decision to stop in downtown whenever they're driving through. We're right in the center of the state, which has provided a really great opportunity for us to be able to quickly get to Atlanta and Savannah and Columbus to meet with our different accounts in those areas. But it's also on the path to get from Atlanta to Florida. So you really kind of have to pass through Macon to get anywhere south of Macon. We want them to stop in our urban core and spend their dollars with our locally owned businesses. So if nothing else, it's just so important to get involved in your local community Expanding our borders and opening locations in other cities has definitely been something that we've considered. And 
when we look at that opportunity, something that we really take into consideration are the community ties that we have here. And while we think those other businesses could be really successful, the support and the growth and the camaraderie that we have here just really factors into how successful we've been making a name for ourselves that when we say, you know, oh, the Crescents own that, it is a level of respect that we've received that we've built that we're really appreciative of that people are very supportive of. So getting involved in your local community, it really helps for sure. Yeah. If you take care of your community, your community will take care of you. Right. And I think something else that we can add to that, you know, adaptability in in business is so important. So, you know, we talked a little bit about opening March of 2020 and throwing away our entire business plan and going, Hey, we're just going to have to figure it out and make the best choices we possibly can. It's without, you know, it's not within our control. Um, a lot of those factors to success in the businesses. And there weren't a lot of resources available at that time for new businesses that had just started up. PPP and the EIDL loans were not available for Fall Line Brewing Company. That's uh, that's why you saw so many new startups close is because they, if you opened right around that same time, those resources just weren't, you weren't qualified for them. So You've got to be willing to adapt. And this is for startups, but also for long-term existing businesses. You know, if you own a, a restaurant and you've been in business for 30 years, it doesn't mean you can't be open or you shouldn't be open to adapting and adding technology to your processes or changing up your menu or whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's just so important to business. As times change, your business needs to change and it needs to adapt. Here it is, folks, the key to Nate and Caitlin's success, community and adaptability. So if you want to hop on the beer wagon, remember this, community is your best tool. The more invested you are, the stronger your business and clientele. That goes for hiring your team and crafting your product. If you cater to your people, they will love what you create. But have fun with it, too. Sometimes, genius is a handful of Skittles at the bottom of the barrel. Remember also... Together, we go far. Find the right partner to build your business with. This is someone who shares your vision for the future, who you can speak your mind to. It's also the person who'll face a challenge and say, hold my beer, I got this. Finally, go with the flow. Whatever you have brewing, you can't predict everything. So make informed decisions and let things grow. If you don't land where you thought, there's more to explore. And that's something to be excited about. I'd like to thank Nate and Caitlin Cresson for sharing their dreams and their recipe for success. Cheers to them. If you're ever in Macon, Georgia, you know what to do. In Good Companies is a podcast from Cadence Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Our production team is Sheena Cochran, Edie Pingeli, and Natalie Barron. Our executive producer is Danielle Cornell. This podcast is made in collaboration with the team at Lower Street. Writing and production from Andrew Gannam and Lise Lavati. Sound design and mixing by Ben Crown. This podcast is provided as a free service to you and is for general informational purposes only. Cadence Bank and its affiliates make no representation or warranties as to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the content in the podcast. The podcast is not intended to provide legal, accounting, or tax advice and should not be relied upon for such purposes. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are solely their own current opinions regarding the subject matters discussed in the podcast and are based on their own perspectives. 
Such views, perspectives, and opinions do not reflect those of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates or the companies in which any guest is or may be affiliated. The production and presentation of this podcast by Cadence Bank does not imply the expression of any opinion on part of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates.